Well, welcome to the front porch. This is uh, Thabiti Anya Bwile, one of the brothers on the porch, and uh, we are continuing our conversations about biblical faithfulness in the African-American church and beyond. And uh, we're continuing our series uh, with Bishop Perrin. Uh, if you've been joining us in these conversations, you know that the Lord has given this brother a wide range of experiences from uh, his own conversion in, in, in Pittsburgh to studies at Gordon-Conwell to chaplaincy at Howard University um, to um, other parachurch ministry and uh, revitalizing local churches and, and into missions. Yes. And, uh, and it's missions that we've been talking about most. And uh, we want to come today to have a conversation really that, that sort of puts the rubber on the road and sort of asks the questions about what are the barriers to getting on the mission field or what are the barriers, if you're a local church, uh, to sort of moving your people into investment in missions uh, and what are the strategies? So not just the problems, but to be thinking about some ways forward. Uh, and we trust that the Lord has the people out there that uh, are really hungering to do his work and to do his bidding. And sometimes these sort of practical concerns come up and just having a little counsel and direction goes a long way to getting the gospel to people who are in need. So Bishop Perrin, thank you again for, for joining us in these conversations. It's good to be here. Excited about it. Amen. Uh, let me also remind the listeners of the, the upcoming conference, June 23rd to 25th, uh, the National African American Missions Conference. And you can also go on www.thenaamc.org. Mm -hmm. Thenaamc.org. Amen. And, and so that's the website for the for the conference. And I assume folks can register there and see the conference schedule and all that good Speakers, stuff. Speakers, workshops, everything pretty much is right there. Amen. Excellent. Excellent. So do check that out. June 23rd, 25th, 2016. This is the fourth annual. Uh, we hope you can make it this year. But if not, we want you to get momentum for next year. Uh, but sort of tune in and, and learn more there at the website. So we're thinking today about basically how to get to the mission field. Mm -hmm. Right. And what might be some challenges and some strategies for doing that, that people might face and churches might face. So maybe one way to begin is just sort of in your experience, Bishop Perrin, um, what are some of the sort of hindrances and roadblocks that people encounter as they think about getting involved in missions? Well, it's going to surprise you that one of the biggest hindrances is how the church itself views mission. Mm, it's mm. the church perspective on missions. Mm. Um, actually, when it comes to individuals, an individual is more likely to get to the mission field in spite of their church wow. than because of their wow. church. Um, it's an amazing thing that I've seen over the years that individuals who feel called come up with the creative ways mm. to be able to find the resources, whether it's sell my television, mm. Um, mm. stop going to Starbucks, mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. are able to put together the amount of money that's necessary. What they find is that oftentimes the coalitions, the partnerships, the endorsement mm. on the part of the pastor or the church is somewhat missing. Mm -hmm. So they're out there uh, trying to find some way to connect okay. with somebody that's going that can provide leadership and so on mm. for them. When you come to the church, uh, you find that, here's back in kind of how we did it. We, we discovered that if we planted churches with a missions DNA, it was a lot easier to fund missions than to try to go into a church that already had an existing budget 
with its existing plans and, and so on. And so churches that we plant, we start out with that pastor saying, 10% of everything that we receive from the church will go towards missions, Amen. or that there'll also be mission offerings that will be taken, that will take place. Um, that's one model, and it makes it very easy to do. But it mm. took us years to realize that trying to go into a traditional church and say, you need to begin to give to missions or mm. to change the mindset. What the pastor saw, which was very realistic, mm. now missions is expensive. That's right. <laughs> There's no question about it. Especially if you're trying to go it alone. Yeah. Mm. And especially if we're talking about international missions. That's right. So let's just take a simple example. Uh, we're going to Uganda this year. Mm. We're taking somewhere at a minimum 10 people, but mm. as much as maybe 15 to 20 people. Okay. Um, the cost of that just in the airline part of it. Mm -hmm would be as much as $20,000. So when you when you look at a pastor saying, this is $20,000 mm. that is going outside of the church, and that's just on the airline part. That doesn't include the hotels, doesn't include the food, doesn't include the gifts to the ministries there mm -hmm. to support them, um, other resources that you may be taking. None of that. So when, when a pastor sees it, he's seeing like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, what are we what are we doing? <laughs> he he can see, and that's where a number of other members instantly have this feeling of like, well, Pastor, there's a lot of needs in this community, and we, we got children, they need to go to college, they don't have college funds, they don't have scholarships, and yeah. and it goes on and on. Yeah. The kind of fear mm -hmm. that come that becomes a part. Mm -hmm. Um I think that one of the things that abates that fear is actually people going. Hmm. Um, there's something that transforms. I've never seen it fail. You send a group overseas to do a wholesome mission experience, and they come back like they're able to enter into that body hmm. and almost become the antidote or the uh, syrup or mm -hmm. you kind of know. So how, the inoculation. Yeah, the inoculation. Yeah. That, that takes place in that body that cures the body of this feeling of selfishness, if mm. you will. Yeah, it's good. Um, and, and so slowly but surely they permeate. Mm -hmm. And if you can keep introducing new people and additional people mm -hmm. until finally people really say, we need to do this. This is important. Mm -hmm. And these are the impacts of it. Now, there, there are a lot of other impacts, though. Mm. There, there's so much... When you get overseas, first, just business opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, there are many things that we need to be involved in that are taking place in the world that we're cut out of simply because we're out of the loop in connection. Mm -hmm. For instance, I went to the Bahamas. Okay. A very simple thing. Everybody go to the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. you know? But <laughs> when I went to the Bahamas and they begun to explain that the young guys that were there were hunting for lobster. That lobster was then imported to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and ended up in Miami and so forth. Mm -hmm. But there was no link or connection for us as a people mm. with that capital transaction mm. that mm. could have been. Yeah. And I've seen that over and over and over in countries, whether it's fabric, 
rather it's food, rather it's just uh, other items and so forth that, mm-hmm. that are even used clothes. Yeah. Um, all of these kinds of things are a connection. So there are lots of angles that I would say. Mm-hmm. Lastly, let me say that there are lots of models for supporting missions. Okay. Um, I was thinking of Glenn Arden. I talked about them earlier. When Pastor Jenkins first started with, with Glenn Arden's team, the church paid everything. Hmm. So, I mean, that'd be a great place. Yeah, it'd be know. a great place. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, we, we were under a different model at the time, which our model was that each individual would raise their own individual support mm-hmm. to go on the entire trip. Mm-hmm. So there, right there, you have the kind of two extremes right. of the model. Yeah. You pay it all as a member, church pays it all. Well, as they were doing missions over a period of time, they went to a model that then said um, the church would do half of it and the person would do yeah, the other half. Yeah. That was, again, another mm-hmm. kind of model. Uh, we've used a model that said, hey, we really need you to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now in Uganda, we are taking our former television cameras to Uganda okay. and donating them to the church that's there, that's one of our partners. Well, we need the engineer mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. And so in that instance, we say the church will pay for you to go, but we're asking you if you can afford to pay for it and even that engineer, if you can afford to pay it, we'd ask that you pay it. Mm-hmm. If you can't, the church will support you in going. Mm-hmm. So you come up with a lot of different models. That's good. But what really happens is that slowly but surely, as the people get involved, there is this transformation that takes place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of great things happen. If I will evangelize overseas, let's evangelize at home. That's right. You know, right. let's hit the streets. That's Why right. aren't we doing the things that we do overseas? Amen. So you get a people that's on fire that have special training, special skills, mm-hmm. special knowledge, mm-hmm. prayer warriors, mm-hmm. the things that they wouldn't even think to do. Mm-hmm. They are now doing mm-hmm. as a result of having gone on missions. Amen. Amen. Remind me of a, of a, a pastor friend in the Atlanta area, Brian Wright, the Johnson mm-hmm. Ferry, large mega church there. Uh, had the privilege of speaking at their missions conference a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and much of what you were saying, I was hearing in their experience, too. Mm-hmm. He, he had said at that point, uh, they must have had about 60% of their congregation that's gone on short-term wow. trips. And yes. and part of what they were doing was, they said, we, we got a requirement before you go. You have to go through our little, you have to go through our evangelism sort of training course. Mm-hmm. You'll have it four or five weeks or whatever mm-hmm. it was. There you go. They paid half of. Everybody who went, they paid sort of what you were saying in terms of model. They paid half of the, right. the cost for everybody who went. And he said, but the real, he said, the real powerful thing is, is, is not just that our people are going. He says, what happens when they come back? That's it. It's precisely what you're saying. Yeah. They become the ambassadors yeah, that's right. for our missions efforts. That's right. And they're evangelizing their neighbors now. You know, folks who never shared the gospel over the fence with their neighbor are now actually engaging our neighborhoods um, with the gospel. So the gospel becomes a much bigger focus Mm -hmm. uh, in the spiritual life of the church. Man, that's just powerful. And they really push you as a pastor to to say, (laughs) Pastor, what are we going to do? What's the plan? Amen. You know, I've got people right now, a few, a handful that have been involved now. Who come? What's what's our plan Mm -hmm. for evangelism? You know, for outreach in the community, and they're talking about 
the home base. Uh, and now I'm right. trying to keep, I'm trying to catch up with them. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good pressure, man. It, yeah. it stirs up the zeal, man. It you really know? Does. So, it so does. an interesting sort of way, what I hear you saying is, if a pastor wants to see revival in his own congregation, mm-hmm. then send his people out. Yes. Send, send your people out on the work yes. of missions and watch how life kind of bleeds back. Yeah. You know, into the into the congregation. Yeah, in that way. it's kind of a divine principle. Whoever finds his life loses. That's right. You know, uh, whoever loses his life for me finds it. That's right. And it's like what God is saying is that I've asked you to do something. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the reward. Mm-hmm. You won't mm-hmm. do it because you don't see the reward. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, is that as you're obedient, as you follow what I've asked you to do, step out, walk on the water, you find that the return is awesome. Mm-hmm. doesn't even match the 20000 right. that you put up That's to right. do it. That's right. No way. Amen. Praise God. I mean, you, you wind up with world Christians, yes. you know, and, and that's a that's a very powerful creature, yeah. you know, uh, in, in the agency and grace of God. And yeah. and that's what I mean. And I'm not doing a good job of it today. No, you do but, great. But I'm saying there is more fruit that is developed in sending your people on missions than you would ever realize mm-hmm. because they'll pray different. They'll hear the news different. Um, world events and tragedies. I've been to Japan to visit and work with the tsunami people and to see the children separated from total all family and have mm-hmm. to be assigned to new family groups that are totally strange to them because wow. their whole family was wiped out in the tsunami. Wow. But that changes now the way that I pray. It changes the way that I hear the news. Mm. Um, my economic sense is different mm. than it was when I started this. I didn't see the connections. What happens in, in Congress and how we're affected, the, do we care about Africa? Mm. How can certain things like the devastation that took place in Rwanda. Mm. How can a million people mm. be killed and our government really have knowledge through its intelligence of what is going on, but our disconnection mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to be able to really make a difference to say something there should happen. Little girls who are in Nigeria snatched up and so forth. Well, it's good to see the government, you know, the, the president to respond and send troops and to look for them and so on. But it's like coming from those that have gone, mm-hmm. you now have a different relationship and you want to say, we should be doing something. Amen. We could be doing something. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. And, and tell me if you think this is true. I mean, as, as I listen and, and resonate with so much of what you're saying, um, that the experience of going, of a pastor going to the mission field and short-term trips and things of that sort, getting his people going, so on and so forth, that that will that will often have a more profound effect than your preaching. Absolutely. So you, you can preach this till you're blue in your face. Right. And, and you can move the dial a little bit. Right. But actually having people put their feet on foreign soil mm-hmm. um, and to be there on purpose, you know, with, with a mission, that, that, that will do more than years of, of sermons. Uh, on missions. Absolutely. You're you're absolutely right about it. Um, When we see that happen to people over and over, and I would just say, if pastors would humbly say, I just need you to go with me. That's good. You know? That's good. um, I'd feel great if you could accompany me on this trip. That's good. Even if for that person, 
I'm paying for him to go. That's good. But as a result, and I've seen, I just came back from James Graham, retired recently uh, this past week. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I met the men in that church who were in that situation where he just said, could you just travel with me? That's good. And who whose lives, if he had preached it to them and preached it to them, they never would have caught it. That's right. But as a result of going, life tra changed, yeah. transformed. Yeah. It's, this is maybe one of the greatest illustrations of, you know, things being caught rather than taught. Yes. You know, in that way. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Well, any any other uh, kinds of strategies or thoughts, kind of even sort of concrete next steps that you would offer up to someone? So one step would be come to the conference, uh, June 23rd, 25th uh, in, in Virginia. Uh, and you can go to the website. That's the N A A M C dot uh, org. Dot org. Yeah. And so you can go to the website, register, get more information on the conference. That's a place where you can come get a, a lot of education and equipment uh, and hopefully be mobilized. Right. Other steps that you would give people? Well, I want you to know that people are looking for us as African Americans. That's true. And it's true. one of the favorite things that anybody who's gone, you're going to experience is that people are going to say, where are the African-Americans? Mm -hmm. They will ask you that over and over mm -hmm. and over again. The world now in various places identifies a, a, a missionary, a Christian worker, um, someone excited for God to be white. Mm -hmm. And that's what they expect. That's mm -hmm. what they anticipate. We've gone places and they say, oh, missionaries are coming. And they say, they're so surprised, they're shocked. It's like, what? You're black? Where did you come from? It's true. <laughs> and that means that there's this anticipation, even a feeling of feeling that, do you care? Mm. Have African-Americans, mm. do they care? Mm. And so we, we want to, to let people know all over the world that people are looking for us. The other thing we need to know is that we're preferred in certain places. That's right. And right. it's, it's shocking to me that in Russia, um, first of all, they relate extremely well to gospel music mm. and mm. love. They learn the way to witness to people in Russia and Japan, um, Japan has been through gospel music. And as much as we love music, somebody says, what would I do? Uh, well, hey, take your choir, take your group, take your praise team. That's right. And all you've got to do is teach songs and give a concert. But as you're teaching it to say, this is who we're singing about. This is the theology that's behind these songs. That's right. This is what amazing grace mm. is all about. Mm. And people are not quite aware of that. That's right. That people respond very well to African Americans on the mission field. That's right. So that's a word that I would like to leave to leave everyone with to know that you want it, you need it, you desire it. Mm. There's a hope that we will come. Amen. Amen. It's a good word. And the Lord, in, in the sort of history that he's allowed mm -hmm. uh, and, and what he's brought us through as a people, right. has also given us a stewardship in that. That is right. right. Because in that in that history of suffering and overcoming, mm -hmm. in that history of faith, yes. you know, really tested and tried, yes. uh, as the world has watched what has been sometimes our mistreatment mm -hmm. and sometimes our victory, it, yeah. it has created uh, a connection with people groups that you wouldn't even mm -hmm. you wouldn't even sort of think about that, right. that you knew black folk right and it's created as you said this wonderful opportunity that if we seize it uh, it will mean I think a pretty profound advancement of the kingdom mm -hmm. and the gospel in the name of our Lord Amen Amen Amen, Amen. Amen. so may the Lord stir His church.
Amen. And, uh, and may we once again be be fired up to go and do the work of the Lord uh, among the people who don't know it. So we're inviting you personally to come out to the National African American Missions Conference, June 23rd through the 25th at the McLean Bible Conference Center in Tyson's Corner. And you can go to www.naaam like Mary, C like Charlie, dot org. N-A-A-M-C.org. Amen. Praise God. Do do that uh, and do pray for this conference and do check out uh, Bishop Perrin. Is there a website for your, for your church as well? Um, there is, but... I don't know. If you Google it, if you Google it, you'll find it. (laughs) But do check it out. We'll put it in the notes for the show. Uh, And so do do pray for this man and and the people that the Lord has entrusted to him as they labor together for the gospel, as they labor together to encourage Christ churches and to motivate Christ churches uh, in the commission that we've all received. Uh, Pray for the conference and do come check us again uh, on the front porch as we continue to talk about biblical faithfulness in African-American churches uh, and well beyond to the ends of the earth. Amen. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you.